Good evening, motivators. What's going on? It's Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Jesus Christ, I was closing my damn uh, rear window to the truck. Little sliding automatic window. Sound like it's got some schmutz caught in there. Let's get that squared away. I just had my neighbor at the office, young kid, renting a room next door. Well, he's probably in his 30s. He does Uber. Nice enough guy. He parks in my lot. I got six or seven dedicated spaces, and this guy has parked there in my spot like he like he owns the place. Then did like a belated apology when I caught him in the act, and he's like, hey man, he just came up to the window, I'm freaking tired, got sweating, you're getting sebaceous fluid all over my face, damn sore muscles, monkey butt, I don't have that, but it adds to the, spices the story up a little bit, I roll the window down, I see my peripheral vision coming over, he goes, hey man, uh, honestly, if you, if there's anything I can do to help, you know, I can wash your windows or something, I'm a useful guy, well, that was nice, nice little token of his appreciation, nice offer, I don't know if I'll take him up on it, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I'll get his, uh, get his handle, get his friggin' cell phone, and see if he'd be willing to rake or blow some leaves when the fall comes, right? And we'll have fair exchange. I appreciate that. So that's pretty good. What else we got going on? Had a, I don't, let's see, I don't want to be redundant here. Um, I started to tell this story yesterday, and then I canceled out the podcast because I was going off track. So, here I am, yesterday was my first day in school, uh, back to teaching at Gwynn Mercy University. I was really excited about it, had a full class, lecture and lab, about 80, maybe 100 students total between all those classes, three of them. It was a beautiful day, students were eager to learn, introduced myself, played a little ukulele for them. And it was a good motivating day. Enjoyed it. At the end of lab, my second lab section, a young lady comes up to me and says, Hey, you, you said you're in the Marines. Well, my boyfriend is in the Marines, and he wants to know what your job was. And I said, What's your MOS? I said, 0311. MOS stands for Military Occupational Specialty. So I said, 0311, of course. I said it in a way with, you know, maybe some pride sprinkled in there, but also kind of some humility. Take a little sip of water there. So, because the simple fact is, grunts are the shit. You know, we're the warriors. We train to be fucking uh, killers, all that stuff. Marksmen, blow things up, patrol the woods, land navigation, beat each other up, all that shit. That is the job, is to be a grunt in the Marine Corps. And mind you, uh, for probably the thousandth time, I'm telling a story about the Marines and my service from like 25 years ago. Just very powerful, you know, experience. So, young lady says, hey, you know, her name is Jenna. My boyfriend, no, no, no. So, 03, oh, pardon me, 0311, grunt, ground pounder, devil dog, hard dick. I didn't say that. Um... She goes, oh, toward the end of class, she comes over, she goes, yeah, 
he said you probably call him a pogue because he's a he's an embarkment specialist which basically sounds like he gets people ready to the marines ready to travel where they're going on a plane trip you know um, C-130 rolling down the strip Charlie Company going to take a little trip we're gonna, maybe we're going to go by vessel get on a naval vessel thousand of us, several hundred at least, jump on a freaking amphibious vehicle. So he's going to help us. Embarkment means to, means to, I'm going to embark on a mission, right? On an adventure. So yeah, he basically is a pogue, which stands for, P-O-G is person other than grunt, which whatever. It basically means you're a house mouse, you're a fucking admin guy or gal, you drive a truck, anything other than like a Rambo style experience is labeled as basically you're a limp dick or you're because look why the hell would you uh, my feelings as a grunt are this I don't look down on other people have different jobs but I do know uh, some folks out there who were like yeah I want to be a friggin force recon marine I want to be marsoc I want to do you know be a grunt and then they wind up going in as a you know as a supply guy or something like handing out gas masks and fucking sleeping bags and shit. Why would you do that? If you want to be, you go in the Marine Corps, you you know, it's about being a warrior. About the depiction that in the media and, and, you know, that everybody knows Marines are badasses. You can't be a, you don't join a Marine Corps and then become a freaking an admin guy sitting in front of a computer. It's just ridiculous. But of course, you go home um, you know, every once in a while, and everybody's like, oh, you're in the Marines, oh, you must be a real badass, and you get your ass kicked out at the bar or something. So, anyway, nice enough young lady, and I said, no, 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 everybody's got a job to do. So this other guy comes over, he was one of the only male in a class of, you know, 16 students, pretty well-muscled guy, big guy, a little bit mature, more mature than the rest of my students who are 17, 18, 19 years old. So he says, yeah, you know, so I just want to know, like, how did you go from, you know, a chiropractor, you know, you're going to be in the Marine Corps to a chiropractor. It doesn't make sense because, uh, you know, a lot of the Marines that I served with, and I, I, I was a corpsman. Well, a corpsman is like a medic, and he was this guy worked with marine units, sounded like he was with a, a, a infantry battalion, a grunt battalion, and so he worked with Marine Corps units as like a, a medical guy. We got a sucking chest wound, God forbid, you get a limb, get shot, get your limb blown off, get a whatever, they run to the, you know, they, these guys got to be tough, they got to be hard, they got a shitty job taking care of a bunch of friggin' Uh, Marine, young Marines are overly aggressive, usually drunk, belligerent, and always messing, you know, playing games, making fun of the other services, right? So the corpsmen have a tough job. I know some great ones. I've known a lot of limp dicks in my day. But this guy seemed pretty squared away, and his point was, how do you go from a grunt to a becoming a, a doctor? or a professor, you know, and he's point well taken, I always say that I met some of the greatest people 
in my life in the military, and I met some of the absolute worst. There was a melting pot. So you got smart guys, you got dumb guys, you got fat guys, you got skinny guys, comparatively. Um, although most guys that were in the infantry got to be in shape because all you do is run and patrol and do shit like that all day long. Um, you got guys who grew up rich, guys who grew up poor, people with. Everybody's had something to prove. We wanted to do the hardest thing we could possibly do. And so we joined the Marines. And, you know, basically by looking at all the Rambo and Chuck Norris movies um, over the years. Bridge on the River, Kwai, all this crap. Sands of Iwo Jima. Which is basically a marketing plan. A marketing campaign for servicemen. And shit, all of our forefathers and mothers went out there and a lot of us a lot of them served and have stories to tell so we want to go out there and have adventure get out of our hometown and I've told this story before but here's this guy asking me as his college professor how come you're not a dumbass marine how come you don't fit the jarhead stereotype and I guess my answer would be that um, maybe there were some raw materials there that allowed me to do some things that more than I thought I could do because I didn't have a lot of confidence really going in to high school, certainly not scholastically. But uh, when I got out of the Corps, I kind of felt like, man, if I could do this, I could do anything. So I got a degree, and then I got another degree, and then I went to grad school, and then I got a master's, and then I started my practice. So I am kind of proof that anybody can do anything, even though maybe my intellect was a little bit higher than I thought it was. Um, I was able to exit my service and go off and I had a lot of ambition you know I wasn't going to go fucking sitting with my thumb on my ass working some you know desk job or I, I wanted to succeed I wanted to excel as I did my best to do while I was in the Corps so that was kind of interesting you know and that is the second Navy corpsman that I've had in my anatomy classes. It's great to be back teaching students. I mean, it's freaking, I love anatomy. It's freaking awesome. It's great. Switching gears. I had this guy, Shackman Willie. He's a local homeless guy, apparently. Word is that he fried his brain back in the 60s. He was in Woodstock or actually lived that sort of lifestyle. Took too much acid and he's never been the same and whatever. So he's been around town forever. He, this guy is, you know, he looks like a homeless guy. He rides a bike. He's got a knapsack. He doesn't have a phone. Uh, but he does sort of odd jobs in order to make a little money. I don't know if he's on drugs. I don't know what he's spending the money on, but maybe he's whatever. I, I, you know, your mind runs wild with stereotypes of, of people and, uh, you know, what might be, is it nature or nurture that found this guy, that this guy wound up in this predicament. So none of my damn business, but my business is that I needed somebody to clean my gutters. I needed somebody to paint these parking blocks and clean up around the outside of the office. And I'm telling you, this guy has been nothing short of phenomenal. Unbelievable. His attention to detail, he's like, how much How much you want for the cleaning gutters? 
uh, has 50 bucks down. Fucking guy gets up there confidently on a ladder, cleans everything out, leaves no mess. He painted my some shit outside yesterday. Got it done. He's, he gets he, when he says he's going to do something, he does it. He doesn't want to come in the office. I don't know if he thinks that he's you know doesn't want to be. I don't know if he's self conscious or what it is. But he it takes him a lot to come by um, and actually present into the office. He doesn't want to make a scene or whatever. Right? Maybe he knows he's a little bit unsightly, missing a bunch of teeth. He's all kind of scraggly. Um, but he's a nice guy, and I'll tell you, he gets shit done. I can't tell you how many tradesmen that I've had doing whatever. You know, breaking a wall down, um, painting, uh, can you fix this? And either they're pricing you, I don't know what their fucking deal is, but they don't answer phones, they don't, res- they don't respond to your calls, your messages, they, some of their prices are outlandish, their work isn't always the most quality, their cleanup can be abysmal. And I don't know what what it is. I suspect that it's just these guys and gals who do trades, sometimes, I mean, some of them are great. I'm just saying that I've run into a lot of people who they they don't get shit done. They're not efficient. They, like, need somebody to schedule, like a scheduler or somebody to manage the front of the house while they go out and just bust their ass. That's why I think you see a lot of these um, super trades places open where they've got, you know, the guy hanging off the back of the van, you know, wraparound kind of image on the van where it's like a, uh, electrician or something waving to you from the back of the van because just, you know, tell me where to be and I'll do the job, but I don't want to schedule people. I don't want to handle the money. Um, I'll just show up and do the work. I, I understand why those places exist. It's because a lot of these guys, suck. But here I've got a homeless guy who climbs up a ladder like a fucking acrobat and cleans my gutters inside of an hour and I give him 50 bucks cash and he's got a freaking shit-eating grin on his face and a and a you know, a firm handshake. And I'm just saying like, wow, this is this is awesome. I'm going to take care of this guy. And I'm definitely going to give him more work. So that's pretty cool. Shackman Willie. When he could, somebody will say, hey, you know, uh, like my front desk will be like, yeah, Shackman uh, Willie came by, your painter. A patient's in the front, in the foyer, you know. A painter is here. And she was kind of looking at me like, oh, yeah, he's looking for you. So I go outside, he's nowhere to be found. I think he was trying to, uh, he usually sits on the side of my office where there's a chair, a uh, little, you know, garden area. Shackman Willie. So he's nowhere to be friggin' found. I'm like, Willie, Willie, calling for him, echoing down my street. And my, uh, you know, my neighbors are peering out the window, looking at me like, what the hell is this guy up to? Because they probably saw Shaq man riding his bike around or lurking. But I got to tell you, he doesn't fit the lazy, you know, drug addicts, dirtbags, stereotypical uh, homeless person. This guy, he's he's a good man. I can, I think, you know, I feel. So good for Shaq, man. I'm gonna friggin' give him as much business as I can. Meanwhile, 
like I said, you, you'll get some people out there, hire somebody to paint, they take their sweet-ass friggin' time, and they're going to charge you an arm and a leg, maybe because they're so busy that they can't afford, they're like, well, if I'm going to do take on another job, I'm going to... I'm going to have to make it worth my while. So, understandably, they jack the price up a little bit. But they, they it's like, oh, when can you do it? Listen, man. Fucking, I want to know when you're going to be here. Shackman Willie will be here on his bike, pulling a damn wheelie down the street, hanging off my gutters, getting shit done. If he have, falls off my gutter, God forbid. Hurts himself, God forbid. But I got homeowner's insurance. Pay the shit every month. Or quarterly or whatever. Hope he doesn't, though. Um, so those are a couple good things there. Um, it's interesting, man. There's some freaking, there's some interesting characters out there, and I feel like I meet them. I run into them every day. Um, people are absolutely wonderful, and people are actual or complete dirtbags too. Sometimes, <laughs> but most people are nice. Um, happy to be back teaching. Um, I'm feeling good lately. I did a kettlebell workout yesterday at my son's football practice, and that was highly motivating. We got a couple, we got a long weekend coming up, and I'm hoping to get some carving in there and clean up our damn house. We're just, it's in a shambles because we got painters over there, and, uh, if they're not careful, Shackman Willie's going to replace their asses. Let's go. Get it in. Get it out. I'm happy to be closing the office on Tuesdays now. A little bit more time just to fucking decompress and focus on the teaching. And hit the office again on Wednesday. Today was Wednesday. A good day. Busy day at the office. Helped a lot of people got good people having my back, helping around the office, including the shack man, help reach out and help some friends that are down on their luck, I need a little inspiration trying to be that for them, had some good friends in the office tonight, their entire family, two little kids, toddlers, running around, you know, I've seen them grow up from babies. And now they're going to preschool and kindergarten and all this shit. And they said, Dr. Rowe, see you later, man. I love you. And you know what? I tell a lot of people that I love them, that I, how I feel about them. I've always, I don't know, I've always had a sentimental streak. I don't know where, if it's nature or nurture or whatever the hell. But, you know, I feel for people. I like to be involved in their lives. I care about them. And I want to hear how their life is, genuinely. I like to hear their stories and their experiences. And I know that for a lot of people, when they come in and see me, it's a, it's an adventure, you know? It's Dr. O. Let's go see Dr. O. This is my doctor. This is somebody who takes care of me. And to have their confidence that they that they feel like they're being, they've got a safe place. They've got somebody who knows who's going to go the extra mile, who's going to be there for them, and that they're interested in me and and my life um, and my interests. It means a lot, you know. It's a very special thing. 
So, I love you guys too, man. Trying to think. I know I got some other stuff. Well, tomorrow's Thursday. I got to teach in the morning. Early wake up. I got the office in the afternoon. Busy night. Friday's busy. Up until about 3 o'clock. And after that, listen, we are friggin' on a four-day weekend. Saturday, we got a football game. Sunday, Monday. And then Tuesday, I go back to teaching. And Wednesday, finally back in the office. So we're going to have a nice four-day weekend. And I plan on sitting my big fat ass and uh, playing with my dog. Take her down the creek. Spend some quality time with my kids, my wife. Have a nice meal or two. And just enjoy life. Pick it all back up the following week, you know. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Boom, we're back on a weekend again. So we're, we're, we are underway. We've got a process underway here. Back to school, back to work, back to teaching, um, back to a routine, which is really good for everybody. Even though that to the extreme can fuck you up too. It feels good to have a routine and to be productive and to uh, to have folks who depend upon you. Um, still talking about a lot of vacations that uh, that people have had and that they're going on. And as everybody finishes up, some people are going or start going on vacation this week, so they're just you know their kids to go back to school next week, so they're squeezing all in, I bet you they have the beach all to themselves, although it might be an eerie feeling because, you know, everybody else is already back to the grind, so on some level they might feel that way, anyway, whatever, man, listen, love and respect to all, try to have some good adventures tomorrow and reach back out with some friggin' motivation. Yes, yes? <laughs>